Hello, everybody. Welcome to another one. It is another Survivor Michigan Wolverine Wars finale podcast. It's me, Naomi, but more importantly, it's Shannon. We have Shannon here. I'm so excited. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about uh, pretty much everything from this whole entire season because you had an opinion on everything, and I'm sure that we <laughs> will have to talk about it. Uh, Shannon, how are you doing? How are you? I'm good. That's my roommate's cat in the background cleaning oh. herself off. So if you hear any weird noises, that's her. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm good. Just I graduated this past semester. And Congratulations. so thank you. Yeah. So it's been a long time since I played, but it was fun to watch the season back. Fun in a However you want to take that sense. Um, it wasn't sure. like fun to watch myself cry. But it was like fun to relive those moments that were actually good. Yeah. I, I mean, full like admiration for you to even like be willing to film yourself crying. If I started crying, I would turn the camera off immediately and be like, all right, I'll, I'll wait until I, it's like three days later and I'll film this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think if I would have had more force site I would have been like oh I'll film less I'll give them less content but really I just like I didn't think about it like yeah was coming out while we were playing and I feel like a few people were like oh are you changing yourself and I was like um what's the point I'm not gonna remember how I yeah. feel about this thing that has happened today in three days so I might as well record it while I'm sitting in my room like eating pizza and sobbing yes I have the time I think that's a really good observation too, because like you're not only does your your path change from week to week, but uh, I can't remember shit I did in college anymore. And mm -hmm. so it's a great snapshot of these moments, whether or not you move on. And um, I also think it's really interesting the way that people, some people react to like the season and sort of take it at face value and think that nothing has changed. And it's like, everything has changed. It's been years. How long mm -hmm. has it been? Um, it's been like two full yeah. years so this it was like coming out after yeah like a calendar two years had passed and it's funny like I I don't know like I was I'm I work at I work and so in Ann Arbor and so I saw yeah. Kat she came into the store I work at the other day and she was talking about it and I was like I feel like so much has changed like I, I feel like I look different I feel like I'm a different person and Kat and I were like laughing about it and then I was but I had like just cut my hair short again I was like I <laughs> The thing is that I like have my nose pierced and have two full eyebrows now. Like I haven't changed that much, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm a fully right. different person. Yeah. Yeah. I, so much changes, especially college. Like I was just there. I understand. So I, I, I can't wait to talk about all this because I feel like there's a, a, a perspective that comes with time and I'm really excited to hear how you feel now, but mm -hmm. I want to know, first of all, how you got involved, like what brought you to, try for surviving for surviving Michigan. um yeah it was like I don't want to say it was like serendipitous or anything like that it was just like literally um the fall before I played so we started our semester like in the winter or we started playing in the winter semester so the yes. fall before on our fall break I like got a few YouTube recommendations for like videos uh, I honestly think the first ever ever survivor video I watched was like a compilation of Fabio from the season he won and icon. yeah icon legendary winner um but like that was like my first ever exposure really to like proper survivor i'm a big fan of the challenge with mary kate and ashley if anyone knows that movie um it's like a 
it's um, I, I have to because that is definitely buried somewhere in my brain but i have to like double check what i'm thinking about That's yeah really funny. it's like a weird survivor sort of like spin-off knockoff movie oh, wow where they like are on a survivor like competition show it's very weird and that's my like i was like watching these clips from survivor and i was like this is just like the challenge and then my sister was like the challenge is just like survivor you idiot um and so i like got interested in survivor at that time like yes. literally the semester before and then in december or whatever i saw posters for survivor michigan around campus and i was like haha it'd be funny if i applied to this and then i saw like something on facebook that like actually had the link in like the university of michigan class of 2021 page yeah. it was probably posted by like sam morris who played season yeah. two like that and so i applied and my roommate at the time one of my roommates at the time also applied and i was like oh it'd be funny if we played together this was obviously before season one came out and like thal and tarovsky were on it together um and then i ended up getting cast and she didn't yeah obviously i mean you would have known if i like my roommate had played um, yes oh roommates roommates very infamous in the college survivor community uh -huh. at this point yeah and so I ended up just being like, oh, this will be a fun thing to do this semester. All my roommates were seniors. I was like, it'll be a cool way to meet new people, mm -hmm. like have a new sort of like community. Cause all I really had was like, I was really just friends with my hockey teammates and so many of them were graduating that I was like, oh, this will be a fun thing for me to, this will be a fun thing for me to do. And I like love competition. Yes. I did competitive theater in high school, which is like a weird obscure thing that doesn't happen we, everywhere. Yeah. We gotta talk about I mean, I'm also a theater kid. We gotta talk about that at some point too. That's on the list, but competitive theaters. Yeah, I love competition. And so I was like, I feel like I'll be I'll be good at this. This will right. be super fun for me. It's gonna be a wild ride, a good semester. Um, that was my thought. And then I was like, I felt like I was into Survivor enough to be able to like play off the like oh do you know about this like i don't watch a lot of tv regularly mm -hmm. but I, like when my friends talk about the bachelor like i i know how to like keep up on social media and like google things enough to like understand the plot of Grey's anatomy without ever seeing a full episode sure you know? sure so I'm like that with survivor where it's like someone's like oh do you know about this player from this season i'm like yeah for sure because i've like googled enough to like know who russell hance is yeah even though i've never seen him play a full game yeah oh my god I, 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 it's funny you mentioned the mary kate and ashley thing because my like fake survivor as a child was uh the even stevens movie that's what i think about mm. when i think about like survivor on a different tv show yeah yeah that's so funny and that that's like that was that's what i thought survivor was for a long time and then i actually watched it i mean it uh, essentially is yeah basically <laughs> um okay so i i kind of want to know like two years later who do you still talk to, like you saw Kat, are, are, do you talk to a lot of people from your season? Is it just, I made friends then and I'm an adult now and I have to move on from college? Um, I mean, I definitely wish, I don't think I'm very good at being like a good follow-up friend or anything, sure. like but the people I still talk to consistently, I talk to Kat quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously with the season coming out, um, Kat, has not watched a single episode, but like me, her and Ivy still have our group chat from when we played. And so sure. I text about things that she missed and Kat and I would reply and stuff like that. 
And then I talked to Dale a bit, mm -hmm. like not super consistently again. But I think that just comes with like, it's been a long time. I was in Chicago, not uh, not too long ago, not to like Doxdale. I don't know. If oh, he, he already said on the, his year um, Yeah, I guess Chicago's big city. But, like I like went to Chicago because my sister lives there, not to dox her either. Um, again, big city. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I went to Chicago. I was like, oh, I should meet up with Dale. Just didn't end up happening. Like that sort yeah. of thing. Where I think it's funny, like the two people who um obviously I ended up in the finale with are the two people I stayed the closest with but I still talk to Ivy quite a bit and I see Nate on TikTok a lot is because <laughs> Nate is low-key TikTok famous I, mean, I don't know this, anymore but the second college survivor person to just be like TikTok famous it's uh, th that's how you can tell that we're entering like the Gen Z era of, of college survivor <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I so I'm I'm eager to hear your perspective on like the changing of your relationship with Kat because uh, I thought it was really interesting because I, when I watched that first episode, first episode, I was like, I, I fully agree with Shannon. I don't like Kat and I would be Shannon in this moment. And then you started changing and I was like, I don't think I would be grown enough to change my opinion on somebody. So I was, I was really admiring how you're like, things are changing. We're working together more. I actually kind of like her and I want to know just all about that. But, but now how that feels to watch that back. And if, if, that relationship like went from you just being sort of uh, like, I don't know, strange vibes from Kat to being like, you know what, actually I kind of like her, she's cool. Yeah, um, I think that that's complicated. I remember yes. like really late in the game talking to my producer about it. Um, like my producer would come and film individual confessionals with me or would like mm -hmm. ask me specific questions. Um, who, was, who was your producer? It was uh Andrew Crouch I uh, Andrew Crouch, who's who's so fun and so funny but I was also like I don't want to say it was awkward but like he was like you and Kat are gonna have a great storyline like that's gonna be the story a storyline of the season and I was like that's funny I don't want to be perceived please don't use this <laughs> please video. don't look at me please don't look at me yeah. um and it's because Kat and I were both like <laughs> we're gonna be on the show like at first I think we both were like whatever just doing this for fun and by the time we got to the end we were like even if we didn't want any of this content to be showed right. they're going to have to show it somehow they're going to have to have us be on the show <laughs> and we were both like we're gonna get bad edits and i was like i don't think they'll be able to give us bad edits like we can't we can't both of us be in the finale and both have horrible edits right. um so that's a good thing um, it's, it's kind of like like you know if cat never watches the edit she will never know if she that's has a bad edit she'll just never yeah. find out and i don't think she will i do not know if cat will ever watch i don't want to say she will never but i doubt it she doesn't care and i i love her for that yeah um, congratulations to for being free from yeah. this burden because cat had a really admittedly like hard time she was yeah. i mean everyone had busy schedules everyone except for honestly probably dale matthew <laughs> like <laughs> Um, Kat was super busy and had a really, like, had a lot of beef with the producers. Yeah. And I think really early on, I guess going back to your initial question, really early on, I felt like her and I were pretty similar. And so when she came out really strong and was, like, really confident and bold and, like, taking up a lot of space in group conversations with everyone to, yeah. like, not talk strategy, not talk game, not talk about the other tribe, just talk about, you know herself, her life, her ROTC stuff, I was like, whoa, 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 I'm not into this. And also I need to really be sure to differentiate myself from her. 
Because mm. every conversation I had early on, it was, it was like, oh, how do you feel about this person? It was like, I don't feel good about Kat. I don't feel great about Adam. And mm -hmm. I was the only person who was also their age. And I was like, right. I really need to be careful to not be seen that way mm -hmm. because I'm the other sophomore. I'm the youngest on the tribe. Like Kat's the other girl sophomore. Like I could really easy, like easily like slip into a place where they view me the same. And since yeah. everyone was also like sort of complaining about Kat and Adam, I was like, whoa, 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 I'm going to differentiate myself. And also I'm going to play, I think in those early confessionals, I was like, I don't care if I rag on people. I don't care if I'm mean. And now obviously watching it back, I'm like, wow, I was a, a big old shithead. I was not very nice. Um, and I could have been like, I, I, I sort of like, what's the point in me? Mm feigning niceness like all those feelings were true they were just a little bit exaggerated yeah obviously like I was playing to a camera I was aware of that and I was also sort of aware of like at one point my roommates were like um Shannon you were just yelling in your room are you okay and I was like oh it's fine I was just talking about Survivor and they were like were you talking about someone that's gonna bite you in the ass and I was a little bit like oh you're right and then I uploaded it to the Google Drive that they used. Like, I don't know. I definitely watching it back, it's hard because I feel a lot of residual guilt over those mm -hmm. things I said, especially because obviously later in the game, I was really bothered by the way people openly talked about Kat mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I, I think for the most part, tried to keep those feelings to my confessionals and not explain those to other people because I was like, I don't want people to see me as someone who's always talking shit. Um, obviously like in confessionals, it's a little different than like having a conversation with Jackson and talking trash about everyone else. I was like, that gets around. I understand how gossip works. I understand like, and though I don't think Kat would necessarily be like, I told her right at the end, I was like, I think if you ever watch it back, you're going to get mad at me. Like, I want to be your actual friend, but I know that I was shitty at the beginning. Right. I think that I would hope that she would understand that and also understand where I'm coming from the, in the like. I felt the need to differentiate myself. Also, I I think I was a little jealous. Like Kat was so confident and so and just didn't care. And yeah. I was like, I do not know how to feel that way. Like I don't know how to be confident and not care. And like, because I cared so much mm. about what these people thought, how I played, how I was perceived, and all these other things. And Kat didn't care. And obviously, Kat got to the end. And so, and a little bit of me was like, am I, would I have gotten to the end if I just didn't, if I cared a little bit less? Mm -hmm. I do think I cared too much. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard for me to reckon with those feelings. I don't want to say I cared too much because I, yeah, I don't know how to even articulate myself about that. Like oh, I feel my emotions I've always viewed as a weakness Mm -hmm. watching it back and also at the time I was like this is a deliberate weakness it's a weakness in my game and a weakness in my personality and it's hard for me to separate those things looking back at like the time it's hard to separate playing survivor from your real life especially when they become really yeah. intertwined the way they do in a college survivor setting I think other people were really good at keeping it separate I wasn't therefore it made it all the all the much like all harder to vote people out to be deliberately rude to to lie like lying was incredibly hard cat talks about it at final tribal a little bit and she's like 
I just don't like lying. I didn't want to do that. And I don't like lying either. People who like lying, <laughs> okay, good for them. Like, that's not me. Right. I, but also, like, Kat didn't like lying, therefore she didn't lie. And I didn't like lying, but I was still a liar. I I think the, the biggest takeaway for me from this is, like, somebody pointed it out. I can't remember if it was on Discord or if it was somewhere else. But uh, the recent season of Survivor Maryland that just aired, and I think season three to an extent, um, there was a lot of negativity that nobody restrained themselves with. And negativity just kind of overtook the entire end of the game. And mm -hmm. even though you may not feel 100% about everything you put out there, I think it is very admirable to pivot from how you felt about Kat originally and say, you know what? I should be more open-minded about this person and change my mind because so often we, as I think adults, even just like, you don't like somebody, you never want to talk to them again, good riddance, goodbye. And it is a really interesting idea of like in Survivor, what if you open up your mind to somebody that you think you don't want to work with or you think that you don't get along with? And a lot of the time, I think it is either this, like, I don't like this person because they seem like a different version of myself that I wish I could be. I, I don't want to, like, you, there's such an interesting manifestation, I think, with Kat of, like, she just doesn't give a shit what people think about her. And it does eventually not reward her in tribal council, final tribal council in any way. Mm -hmm. But the whole time, you're like, oh, my God, she just doesn't care what people think about her. How, especially in college, like, uh, as a sophomore in college, the amount of like, God, I hope people like me and want to talk to me and hang around me. You mm -hmm. must be feeling, I remember feeling that it, it can only be like exaggerated by seeing somebody who is the same age as you, who doesn't give a shit. And it's like crazy. Yeah, definitely. I totally get that. And I also think like, I, I changing my mind about Kat was slow. Like there were times mm -hmm. when I was like, still annoyed with her, but I also was just like, <laughs> see the greater side of this. And it's it's not just that I, essentially all of post-merge have two votes. It's not just that. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that like me allowing myself to, like it allowed me to, I think like look at other people playing more positively. Um, and I think it let me think I had a chance going into that final tribal in part, like, mm -hmm. and want to fight harder. And also like, yeah, made me just feel a little bit stronger in my convictions. Cause I was, I think part of the thing is like you spend so much time around people that you start to become like them. Mm, and, mm -hmm. and, but I think in some ways I started to become like cat in certain senses where I was like, actually, I, I don't care what Matthew thinks of me. I don't care what Jack thinks of me. I don't care what Jackson thinks of me. Like I care what I think of me. Mm -hmm. And mm. I like, I think I was really conscious of the fact that people were going to watch me back. And I was like, Oh, I care what the viewers are going to think of me. And I get to a point where I'm like, I'm going to make the decisions that make me feel the best about myself. Yes. Um, and that's a big part of obviously my decision right at the end is that I was like, what do I value more? Mm -hmm. The title of Soul Survivor, like my integrity that I feel like was falling apart for all of this game. It's like, yeah, I'm going to stick to my convictions and bring Dale with me to the end because I made a promise and I stand by that. And yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it, we're in a new era, I think, of college survivor in general where friendship is playing a bigger role and it's more important, I think, because we've seen people lose friendships over making more game decisions. And when you 
took Dale. I understood it a thousand percent. Like when when there was not a question of voting on Dale, let's vote out Matthew. It made it made perfect sense to me from what you wanted to get out of the game. And I think that when people sit there and question moves like that, I think that they forget that this is a social experiment and a relationship experiment over winning. Like, do you like what's the prize in Michigan? Like, you know, what it's not a million dollars. So what are you gonna do? Lose a friend for like a hundred bucks? It doesn't like that's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And it, it made complete sense to me uh, what happened in the end. Not a big Yeah. And I think also like part of me was like, yeah, I really want to win this game. I've been telling myself that it's not it hasn't been worth it for me to play if I don't win. But what's that attitude about? It's like, yes, I I love winning, mm-hmm. but also, like, look at all the people I beat. Like, I guess, like, loser, <laughs> but it's like, really, in Survivor, that's not the case. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I could still feel good about walking up in front of that final tribal because I was really worried about feeling like a goat. And I was like, if these people perceive me as a goat, they're in the wrong. But I, I like, did get here on my, on my own. Nobody gets there on their own in Survivor. But, like, I did get here because I was playing a game. And I, like, I don't think I played the greatest game. I don't think anyone has ever played the greatest game. Yeah. But I think I played a strong enough game to sit up there and, like, not not feel horrible about myself. Which is, like, really, at for me, what matters. Is, like, how I, how I perceive myself. Yeah. Well, also, I, I feel like the the emotional risk of taking Matthew and potentially having an entire jury of people say, why did you take Matthew? Are you out of your mind? Like, I feel like that is a a way more sort of demoralizing outcome than second place. And that is just the way that you felt and your decision. And I understand it because you're sitting there the whole time. And I think, especially as a Survivor fan a little bit, you must know that like, so many people get to the end and then people just go, are you fucking out of your mind? You are terrible and we don't like you and we don't want you to win. And it's a shock to their whole system. Mm-hmm. And you've been playing for what, like a hundred days or something now. It could, I feel like that could do way more damage to take Matthew and have the jury just be like, are you out of your mind? Then that's such a big risk. I think for mm-hmm. you then to just take your friend and say, you know what, let's fight it out because like Dale would have taken you like there's he he even said like he would have brought you to the end so there's no sort of like there's no world where you two don't sort of end up in the end together and I think that they just want to criticize you because obviously Dale made a lot of great moves but like nobody yep. ever wanted to vote out Cat to take nobody ever said let's vote out Cat to hurt they always were afraid of how you would react if they voted out Cat right you yeah. put an extra vote in the game the entire game. That's fucking crazy. I was like, what are they going to take out Kat? It's insane. Like, there are lots of moves that you made that I think are worthy of the title just as much as Dale. And, you know, it's up to the jury. But, it, I, again, like, I, I feel like uh, when you you would always vocalize your fears, I think, more than anybody else in the season. And they were always very understandable. From playing Survivor for a hundred days, you and you don't talk to the jury. Like, again, like, you don't know... I feel like people just watch the season and they forget that like you don't talk to the jury, you don't know what's going on, you're getting more and more insular, and the more and more time you spend with Matthew and Jackson and Dale, the more you're questioning yourself of like, what if this is all going wrong and I can't see it? Yeah. Especially because like 
at the, those are like three grown men who <laughs> are they, are I, they? At the, here's the thing for me, like as a sophomore, I was like, what am I doing spending so much time with these adults? Like I'm 19 and I'm like eating oatmeal two meals a day. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I like, I don't have a car. I am like, I have just declared my second major and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing like with my yeah. time with these people here? And like, also how do I, how do I balance like wanting to be liked because everyone, maybe not cat, but like, I certainly want to be liked, but I also need to be respected. Like there's no way I get to the end and face the jury if they all don't respect me at all. And so it was really hard for me to juggle those things and also be in a place in my life where I feel really uncertain about everything. I feel uncertain about the decisions I'm making in my real life, about the decisions I'm making in the game, about the people I'm spending my time with. I'm like taking 18 credits. It was just like a tough semester generally. And then playing Survivor on top of that was like, oh, now I need to juggle all these social relations, be snakier than I've ever been before in my life. Or maybe not, I don't know, like be perceived as being snaky and have to then look back and be like, oh, I was a big old liar or whatever else. And so- well, But also get people to like you because that's what Survivor is at the end of the day is they like you enough to keep you around and want to hang out, especially in the early days. Mm -hmm. And what you said about Kat, I think also, it is a legitimate survivor strategy, which is you don't want to align with people who are your who you're too similar to, because then one of you is expendable, and it's a very dangerous spot to be in. But yeah, like you just want the the like begging people to like you for you know however many days is really hard on I think the psyche in general, um, and and that's why it's like it makes perfect sense to me. Somebody who wanted people to desperately like them all through college, mm -hmm. why this shit is just so hard and also I think why a lot of people don't understand it fully yeah and I like I think it's hard too because I don't expect other people like I don't expect fans in the YouTube comments to like understand my game or understand my personality at all because one to an extent everyone's playing a character when they talk to the camera yep. but also like in every in every interaction I had I was being a different version of myself like in in my interactions with Jackson, I felt the need to act differently than I did when I was with Kat or when I was with Matthew or when I was with Nate or Ivy or like anyone. And so I was like, how do I become a very neutral version of myself that can then mold and be what this person needs me to be? I don't think I was great at that. I think I was okay at it. Like, but I think at the end of the day, I ended up um, sort of like selling out. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, I think Jackson described me at one point. He was like, oh, it's weird watching Shannon because in, in confessional, she's so bold and I like just say whatever I want to say. And then in, but like when I meet with people, I was just like quiet, agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. In chat, which is sort of what you have to do. Or at least what I thought I had to do. Cause I was like, how do I get grown men to like me? I don't have any like, grown men who I'm not related to. I just don't know. They're not people I would choose to spend my time with. I don't know you like it's funny because like the friendship that I developed with Dale felt really real. And and it and it was. I think it's it's hard to watch it back because I'm like, wow, I was really vulnerable and Dale was being a big big old game player. 
And I don't necessarily hold that against him, but it, like, it's hard watching that last episode and knowing that he was trying to, Dale was like trying to manipulate me and he didn't need to. I think right. that's really hard is that I was in a position where I hadn't lied to Dale since the Ivy vote. And then like knowing he felt the need to attempt to, sorry, my, my cat is like climbing on my <laughs> door. Um, so she's making a lot of noises. I don't know. Oh, no, no, I can't hear any of it. Don't worry. I was just like, I was like, I hope so. Nobody is entering your apartment unknown. Like, no, it's just, I don't. Okay. Fun podcast. Um, anyway. That's why you have to watch the stream. Right. Um, yeah. I think that that's what, what's really hard watching it back is that like the person that I was actually my truest version of myself with that I was being honest with didn't feel like he could trust yeah. me enough. Um, uh, and I would say with Kat as well, but Kat yeah. didn't fully trust me and I fully trusted Kat. Like looking back, Kat was my closest ally Yeah, week after week after week. But I, in my mind, I was like, no, she's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was. She was going to do, she wanted me to win. She yes, admitted yes I did. Her, but she was like, no, I just want Shannon to win. <laughs> Which I think uh, like, is so funny. She's such a like rare type of player. Yes. That's also the fact that they just like let me keep her around. Insane. I, every week I was like, well, Kat's gonna get voted out now because we we see so often in Survivor these days that like somebody is brought to the end where the jury doesn't really respect them. And so it's it's a well-known fact that they're going to just take up a spot, they're gonna get no votes, and it's gonna be between the two people. And more often than not, uh, most people want to go with them, but that, that could be a spot you could fill. And mm-hmm. so the strategy should be to take that person out as soon as you see that happening. But I was like, week after week, I was like, bro, she's just here. She's not going anywhere. Like, holy fucking shit. Like, the, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Dale had a lot of impressive stats, but I think at the same time, there are a lot of impressive things that happen with you and Kat that I don't think we see most Survivor players have at all in other college games right like the ability to keep your allies in the game is really valuable and we saw people in this season like we saw jack lose camilla we saw like jack lose control of all of el norte we saw ivy couldn't stay in the game and defend nate like it's really hard when you think about all the people who tried to keep their friends or their allies in the game and it didn't work for them Mm -hmm. and i think that that's very impressive it just in general we don't see it happen i don't know I, yeah. there's so many like comments and thoughts that people have and it's always like man shut the fuck up like just let's look at the positives here like let's just appreciate that it was a very entertaining experience to yeah. witness and also we're, we're we're just analyzing people's trauma two years down the line <laughs> um True. Uh, well one of my questions i have is the game was often emotional for you did you have fun at any points um I love that question um I had a lot of fun like forcing myself to have fun um like a lot of like my funniest confessionals were like I was like how do I make this game more exciting for me um I like I make the comment at one point and I still think this I like just really don't I'm not a people person in the sense that like I don't love I don't know how to make say this without like sounding like a socio sociopath, but like I don't really like people. Yeah. Um, and it it takes a lot, and interacting with people takes a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how do I make this more exciting? And it's like, oh, I'm gonna 
like name everyone as what kind of bread they are because that's like a fun thing yeah. to do um and it is fun obviously and it's fun it's it was fun for me to like sometimes sit in front of my like whiteboard or like do funny voices and at one point like me eating that worm i was like this is gonna be funny to look back at even I, if i had a hard week i'm gonna I forgot about yeah i forgot about that too and that was one of the oh my god that's like the shit the way the cat and it's also such a great like kind of pinnacle of you and cat's friendship is like the way the cat is so tough she does rotc she's she's waking up five in the fucking morning all the shit but she would sprint at the idea of a worm from the ground and you're like no, no, no i got this it's fine i'll eat this yeah. i just and, and like like jackson and dale and matthew were all horrified like that was one of my favorite moments it's so like I, getting to talk with ian a lot like and and we were talking this weekend like it's this season is so funny. Like you're cooking with Shannon segments, like or the way they edited that together mm-hmm. is so funny because Survivor confessionals. I and I also feel like this is just in general. People can get so serious about Survivor, like the oh, I'm gonna do this move, I'm gonna do this. Here's here's my you know brain pathway, you know five D chess level way to get to the end. And you're just like I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna rant at this camera and you're gonna listen. And it is way more fun. Yeah, and I I mean like. At the end of the day, it didn't feel like our game was super, like my, this season of Survivor wasn't strategy heavy. It was social game heavy. And I think because I was being really like meek in my social interactions in order to be more likable and to also get people to trust me better, yeah. I was a little bit like, well, no holds barred. Like I'll just do whatever I want when I'm sitting in my room, like recording this video. And like, also I think it's funny to like, like the dogs gotta eat thing, one, I'm glad that that made it in. I like would make tribal council fun for myself at the ca- tribal council that Megan got voted out. This is like, I, tr- I told my, I told Andrew Crouch beforehand, I was like, I'm going to try and say dogs got to eat as much as possible during this tribal council. Not a single one made it into the episode, but I swear I said it eight or nine times. I, I would, <laughs> I just kept saying it. Like Cooper asked me a question. I was like, I don't know this week. It just really feels like, you know, dogs got to eat. And like, at the end of the day, whatever that means to you, Dogs still gotta eat. And it was funny because I became super close with Cat and I was like, oh, we're the cat and dog alliance. Oh and my God. It, I just like did whatever I could to make it more fun for me because I wasn't having a lot of fun like interacting with these people, being talked down to, being being sort of like brushed over in tribal councils. Cause I do feel like that happened quite often where, you know, I was never asked super serious questions or I wasn't really given the opportunity to talk myself up. So I was like, how do I make it more fun for me? And that is, I'm going to sit in my room and make jokes about these people because I can. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, so first of all, uh, my brother said to me the other day, big dogs got to eat. And I just was like, this is not <laughs> okay. Uh, but also, I, it's so funny when that episode comes out and you say it the first time, I was like, okay, I mean, this isn't, this isn't like going to be an episode. T- I mean, I guess it's an episode title. And then you said it like a thousand or times. I was like, I see now why this is an episode title. Mm-hmm. But the, I think that's a good point. And I also think that there is actually a lot of sort of contrast between you and Jackson, where Jackson would also be cracking jokes at tribal council sometimes and like goofing around in confessionals or, or being a sort of played up version, I think, compared to the muted in-person interactions early on. And it is really interesting how people just like did not 
like Jackson's stick for whatever reason. And then the internet like loved your stick. And I thought, always thought that was really funny where they were like, you know, we're tired of entertaining white men. We're done. <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah. But I, I thought that like, especially the, the goofing around at tribal council, because also tribal council, you are kind of BSing a little bit and, and performing. And it's like, mm -hmm. what are you like? Oh, go ahead. Cooper, ask me the tough questions. Like it doesn't really happen. So yeah, I'm going to do. Um, okay. I, okay. Let's talk about, I want to talk about competitive theater so badly. What is competitive theater? Um, so I don't know if they do it elsewhere, but in Michigan, mm -hmm. there's like this program called MIFA. I think that's what it is on. It's been a while, obviously it's been four years, but you take a one act play and you travel around with it um, and you get judged at like three different levels. There's districts, regionals, and states. Um, to get to states, you need to like place at regionals in like the top two. And so there's three judges at every competition. They judge your play on a variety of things like your set design, your costumes, all these other things. You get scores on all of them. Top scores go on. It's very strange. And I don't even know how to like, when you go with your play, it, the rules have definitely changed since I've been in high school. But yeah. you, like your play, all of the set pieces need to fit into a eight by 10 box. And then when you, t then you have 30 minutes to strike your, or to, I don't know, strike's not the right word. Strikes when you take it all away. But yeah. then you have 30 minutes and you set up everything in this box on, on the actual stage that is 30 by 20 or something like that. How many people then, are you allowed to like have on your like team um it depends different schools have different amounts there's no like limit um to <laughs> the amount of people that can be involved in the production oh like God. most of the productions that my school did were like 10 cast members and then we had like 20 crew members or a lot of the times crew and cast would be overlap like i did costume design yeah and was acted in the plays for a long time but like then you compete and you get awards people get acting awards costume yeah. awards stuff like that and there's a bunch of different things like you can get awards for your programs you can get awards for your lobby display which is like a fun extra thing that they do it's insane it was like yeah. a way to get to know other theater kids at other schools to like see a lot of plays your play needs to be within like a 45 minute time frame um and then you have 10 minutes or 15 minutes after to like take all of your set and put it back in the box in your eight by 10 box it's it's absurd and it like i part of the reason i was drawn to it was because it was a competition yeah I, well i like theater enough i might as well do this fun thing but it was like i don't even know how to describe it and it's weird to me when i meet people who did theater in high school in michigan and didn't do it because i'm like well, why did you do theater? And I'm like, oh, it's because people like performing. They don't just like performing to compete. <laughs> that is, that, like, I did a lot of, like, arts competitions in high, I never did competitive. I just remember, mm -hmm. like, they showed us in theater class one time, like, the videos of all those kids, like, auditioning for, like, I think it was, like, a, a like, a youth theater program where it was like they had to be like the best singer the best dancer the best actor and I was like this is I would cry on stage this yeah. is insane so this sounds a little bit more fun and collaborative but I just think mm -hmm. about like competitive theater to me is like the person who can nail a song better than anybody else yeah. in the world and you're like well I'll never be them so I should no. just quit now yeah <laughs> you you said something about being a theater kid in one of these episodes and I laughed my ass off but I couldn't remember what episode it was and I did not have time to watch back. Yeah, no, it's okay. I don't remember much either. I mean, like 
Also, this is embarrassing. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm saying this on the internet, so I'm aware it's going to last forever, but like some of the episodes, I just watched the clips of myself in them. I was like, like, I don't really care about the interactions that El Norte had week three. I I think who said that someone said the same exact thing to me of like, they watch the episode to watch the bits that they're in. Oh, oh one of my players in Survivor New York, they watch mm-hmm. the episode to see the bits that they're in and then they watch it back to watch the whole episode. But first they want to know what they said and like that's mm-hmm. the priority. I do the same thing. I've been on seasons of Fake Survivor. I do the same exact fucking thing. I'll still yeah. watch me win immunity. It's fun. And I had a great time when that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I also want to talk about hockey a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I'm from a hockey family. But uh, like for you, what what did like did this sort of athleticism this the like sports mentality bring anything into the game was it just like oh being a team player being not a sore loser like what do you think maybe came from like hockey and also what what hockey do you play is it like actual ice hockey is it field hockey what mm-hmm. there's so many hockeys yeah i mean i played field hockey in high school mm-hmm. and but i pl- i grew up playing ice hockey like mm-hmm. ice hockey played like from when I was six till sophomore year in high school. Then I was on a really bad team. I ended up quitting. And yeah. then freshman year of college, one of my teammates from when I literally played house hockey reached out to me on Facebook and was like, hey, I saw that you go to U of M. I don't know if you still play hockey, but like you should join the women's club program. And so then I started playing ice hockey again because I was like, oh, I should um, make friends. And also I love competition and I like missed sports. Mm-hmm. And I love ice hockey at Michigan or club field hockey at Michigan is not competitive. They like just meet once a week and then scrimmage. But I was like, I want to do something that's a little more than that. I obviously still had all my hockey year. I wasn't like throw away the skates or anything like that. And so started playing again. And I think the biggest thing in Survivor that was both good and bad for me was that I'm, I am a team sports girl. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm a little bit of an individual in t- when I'm on an actual team and that's a problem like when you're supposed to yeah. be a team sport like but I think it really it helped me in that sense on Survivor because I was like well I'm really good at working with others especially mm-hmm. others who I don't necessarily have like loads in common with we have this one thing the same way with hockey teammates we have hockey together yeah. and so it's just like another way to connect and like playing ice hockey growing up obviously played with people who didn't go to my high school played with boys played with girls Um, and so I was really, I feel like I was pretty good at just like, oh, throw it, thrust into a new situation, figure it out. Yeah. And that is helpful as hell in Survivor. Um, and I think that I'm also a good loser, played on a lot of losing hockey teams, played on a lot of losing field hockey teams, like, but I'm good at it. Like, never a individual immunity challenge that I walked away from and I was like, devastated about because yeah. one I went in and I was like I don't think I'm gonna be great at this I'm just gonna try hard and then I would lose and it would be funny for me yeah. like look back at it you, I, you get you get puzzled by the puzzler and right. you have to laugh yeah and I was always I don't think I think a lot of people were really bad at being like congratulatory towards the winner uh, I was like, uh-huh. going to be bitter about anyone winning right if Matthew would have won that last challenge i would have been bitter about that yeah. um, i would have been mad and that's the only time i can think that i would have yeah. actually been bitter like i was so i wanted to win that last challenge obviously but mm-hmm. i was genuinely proud of cat um 
because she's a badass. And like every, like Nate winning those challenges when he really needed it, like that was amazing. The yes. challenge that Matthew and Jackson flipped coins over, I was not proud of Matthew for winning that because he didn't win it. He didn't do anything to merit winning. But I was like always good at being like a, I was never a sore loser. Yeah. And I think some other people really were. And I was like, what? what's the point? Yeah. You're not getting voted out too. Like it would always be like Dale. I was like, why are you <laughs> mad? You're not getting voted out. Uh, that's like the competitive boy spirit, right? Is like, I can't believe I lost. And you're like, what? Who? And, and this, we're, we're, we're all going to die one day. Like this doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I, I want to actually go back in time to the swap tribe because mm -hmm. I was always fascinated watching the season with uh, how you felt about the people that you would spend time with and then have to vote out. Like, because I think reasonably so, when you look at the path forward of like, how do I get to the end when Jackson and Matthew are sort of ahead of me and they've just taken out Elisa, right? There's this almost like futile path forward in a way with them. Mm -hmm. And you meet very nice people like Jack and Megan and Katie, and you're like, oh, what nice people that I might want to work with. And then they're taken out one by one. And mm -hmm. I, I always thought this was uh, one of the most interesting arcs of the whole season was how your path forward kind of got decimated with this option. And then you had to stick to this side and then fuck them all over, which was fun to watch. So when you get swapped over to this tribe, you not only are you meeting new people, but you're stuck with Ivy and Kat, which you are not fully thrilled about and then came around on I'm just I want to know all about mm -hmm. the, the swap situation yeah so right before we had that tribe meeting to decide who was going to be swapped I had met with Jackson or we talked on the phone and I was like I think worst case scenario is I get swapped on a tribe with Ivy and Kat <laughs> then that ended up happening and he was so unsympathetic that I was like you're on my list Jackson <laughs> at, that moment, at that moment I was like you're on the list buddy and um and then obviously like i got the chance to like meet jack in person jack knew my roommate who had applied they were both mm -hmm. computer science majors and like um so i like knew of him didn't know him personally but like got to know him we like always met at noodles and company and i was like i love this i love this for me me getting mac and cheese and like not feeling weird about eating out alone um and like Jack was so funny and really cool, yeah. but I was also, I think in the back of my head, like everyone's going to think this kid is funny and cool. If I think he's funny and cool, cause I'm funny and cool. Therefore, like I need to actually watch my back. And I think with all the Tokidoki people, I was a little bit like, they're not shit. Like they're yeah. not going to be able to like, if I'm being swayed by Jack, it's like, because he knows how to talk to people and he knows how to like deal with new people. And I didn't think anyone in Tokidoki was like as socially aware as him, maybe Aliza. Mm -hmm. um, and I met with Megan and like everyone talks about how nice Megan is because she is, she's like so sweet and nice. And like no part of me was, I don't even know how to describe my feelings toward Megan. I like want, want her to be around all the time because she's such a positive force. So, and, like so aspirational right like she's so nice yeah. and you, there's a part of like I feel like for me I was like watching her, I was like I I can't smile all the time like I don't have that kind of energy I want yeah. I want to but I won't have it and she was she was so nice she was always smiling and she was 
the kind of person who you just like, oh, I want to be around this person because I need that serotonin from when someone smiles at me. <laughs> like I need that reassurance because like even if she was straight up being like I have to vote you out she'd be like you know what I feel so bad about this but like I think that this is what I have to do for my game and I would be like please like I'm gone if you yep. like she's the kind of person that like I realized at that point I was like these are people who I would genuinely outside of this game choose to spend my time with and right. not be and I wouldn't be so sad because at that point I was like oh I'm a little sad everyone sucks Jackson who I was pretty chill with was on my list I was like Dale's making me mad because he's on a little bit of like a oh we're not gonna we're you guys gotta throw the challenge we don't want to go to tribal again blah 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 blah. all these things that I was like you guys give me icky feelings all of Tokidoki my original alliance was giving me icky feelings and then but by the time we merged and Aliza was gone I think I was sort of, I was really thrown off by the Elisa vote out. I definitely think like as time, looking back, I'm like, oh, I was much more thrown than I could have been. If I would have known more about Survivor, if I would have been a better player, if I would have um, genuinely just like understood Survivor strategy more, if I was like a better person, a better player, I mean, <laughs> I think I would have tried to actually do something. But sure. Matthew was... Matthew had always sort of given me icky feelings. And like my option was to work with him and Jack and Megan and Kat, I guess, to take out these people from my original alliance who, even if they gave me icky feelings, I still felt like I could trust. Because all that happened with the Elisa vote is like, they were like, sorry, we felt like we had to do it. And I was like, good strategy. I couldn't be that mad about it. Right. Like, and at the end of the day, like, it felt like, oh, Dale's being pretty honest with me. And also like, they need me. I was like, I would rather be with people who actually need me. And in this moment, these people do, than stick with these people who I've never been to tribal council with, who I don't, even if I really like them, I don't fully trust them. Like Jack was a much bigger threat to me at that point. And yeah, but I do think like I was... I didn't even expect to get to that point in the game. I was a little bit like, what am I still doing here? Mm -hmm. I'm not having a lot of fun. These people suck, but I like, I don't know. Got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I, I also think that like Dale had talked about in, in his podcast about how he originally lied about what happened with Aliza and then came to you and basically told the truth. And then that leads to when you try to blindside him with Ivy you come to him and tell him the truth and you're like, okay, we're even, we're telling each other the truth. And I think that that also, I think is an underreported facet of your relationship with Dale, where you guys would tell each other the truth and not tell most other people, you know, the truth, you know, if Dale tells you what the truth is, you know what Jackson is actually thinking. So there's no reason for Jackson to come and tell you. Mm -hmm. But this is all to say that like, I think that there's this exchange of truth and information that you have with Dale that, you kind of don't have with Jack, even though Jack does like you and want to work with you. Like, you know, Jack isn't going to come up to you and say, I'm actually working pretty closely with Matthew and Aliza. And we have this whole plan together. And, you know, Katie and like, Megan, like, you know, if Jack comes to you with that, then it's all like, oh, that's a lot of people that Jack has working for him. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so I feel like the 
understandable idea of sticking with Dale is like the safety of the person who tells you the truth and tells you what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, I always enjoyed how like, <laughs> I just enjoyed that like Nate would win and save himself like another week. And it's like absolutely fascinating. Do you think <laughs> it would have been Nate voted off or somebody else on that tribe because they want you to throw it, but it's a, it's a weird spot for you guys to be in if you go to tribal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, I think, I don't think at that point I, I, I would have cared enough to like work really hard to save anyone. If Ivy would have come to me, pitched a really strong case to save Nate, I'd be like, okay, you're clearly close with Nate. We can keep him around. We can keep him around like me and you, me and you are working together. I think it would have established more trust with Ivy, if that would have happened and Nate would have stayed, which would have been cool, but I would have wanted Nate to go home. And I think that that's probably what would happen. I don't think that Ivy would have necessarily had the power to sway me at that point. I don't want to deny that she would, because I think Ivy, when she wants to be convincing, can be. And also Ivy is like, again, fun and fun to be around. I don't think I would want her really mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also you on that tribe also don't like if if the rest of El Norte figure out that like Nate could be their saving grace I feel like there's a, a big chance that they try and vote out Nate and and try and get like these numbers with him um, especially after like the whole uh Nate and Kat debacle yeah. <laughs> Woo! yeah I like that it was always Kat was always upset about a leaf in the wind and <laughs> what yeah. Nate said. very different things to be upset about yeah, I'll admit I I told Kat both of those things because yeah. I mean, I wanted we wanted her to be upset about those things, but I was yeah. just like, we don't need these people around if they're gonna keep talking bad about others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think that that like that is um, something that we see in season three happens a lot, where people are nasty to each other, and then by the end of it, people are really mad at each other. Um, over these things, but nobody would be honest with each other, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. would tell Aaron that people were talking smack about her until Ben decides to use it kind of as a weapon. And this is all to say that, like, it is interesting to have an ally that not only are you close to, but that you also tell the truth about how other people feel about them is way more valuable in the game of Survivor, I think, than people realize. It's like, how do people see me is super important um, Mm -hmm. in Survivor. Yeah, even though we don't want to be perceived at all, we yeah. <laughs> but it's a game where it's so important. What other people think of you matters so much, especially in a game yeah. that was as social as our season was. Like that, what it was really reliant on people having good relationships with each other. That it was like to a point. I was like, well, it, nobody else is being honest with Cat. Nobody else is being straight up with me. Mm-hmm. I want to keep around the people who are, which was Cat, Cat and Dale. Therefore, I don't want, like, not that I had all the power, but I had enough power to keep my two closest allies around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, like, again, that's, like, power. And what I think is interesting is that Dale did have this hierarchy of people, but Jackson and Matthew both had ample opportunity to get Dale out or take Dale out at some, like, you know, Jackson does and you, like, the, the whole Ivy, Dale, all this stuff going down, obviously that that became very convoluted. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's this interesting idea where like uh, Jackson and Matthew both think that they're in this 
position with Dale, but then they can also get him out. But then there's the idols. Like it, mm-hmm. it, there is sort of like something to be said about getting yourself in good with the person who, when decisions need to be made, you're the person they go to. And you are the one that is contributing to eventually the final decision that ends up being made. I yeah. feel like it, it's almost like how people reward passing in sports, like, you know, like mm-hmm. the assist, but like nobody cares about the assist in Survivor. It, it, it's kind of mind boggling to me that nobody cares about like who had a hand in things. Yeah. Yes. Oh my. Uh, here's the thing. I feel like that's what was really like not that people weren't super aware of in my game, but like I was a not that I was like a big strategic threat or anything, but I had two votes for all of the post merge like for all of our merge tribe. I did like, there's no denying that. Yeah. And like the week that Ivy went home that me deciding to vote out Dale came because I was like, no, cat's not going home. Like, don't make decisions without me. I'm clearly yes. not going to be okay with that. Like, if you think you can talk me into it, like, good luck. You're not going to be able to. I was like, I have, I have one thing going for me. And it's the fact that I have this person around who I like yes. enough and who's going to do what I want her to do. So I'm not going to let everyone take her out. That's not the game I'm playing. And also like, good luck. I'll do something else. And so then I tried to do something else that didn't end up working out the way I wanted it to. So I. So I flipped it again. And like, obviously, like keeping Dale around that week was not necessarily a great strategic thing, but Dale had the power to flip that vote and turn it onto me if he wanted it to. Yes. Could have voted me out at every point after that because I was always vulnerable. And well, something we had also said, uh, I had said at the time was, I think there's a, like there's validity in not sticking with Ivy. And it is what Jackson points out to you of like, She's going to cut one of us then and one of us later. Like, we're Mm -hmm. not in the final three with her. And that's a very valid point of, like, this. they are not taking me to the final three for Mm -hmm. sure. Unless I really went out. And it's like, and then you got to be Jackson all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, hang on. I did not sign up for this. Like, it's it's kind of like a worse path forward than sticking with somebody who is such a big shield that it's like, everyone will want to get him out at one point. Like, Mm -hmm. and and I'm wondering... When do you find out about his two idols or even just one idol? Do you remember what point in the game that was? It's it's the week that Jackson tried to vote me out. It's that yeah. drunk conversation. Oh That's when I found out. And <laughs> it's funny because I don't see that as like a big old turning point. But in it sort of was. I didn't yes. realize, you know, that he was sort of essentially thinking about the Jackson plan. I think that edit makes it seem like he was more on board with the Jackson plan than he actually was. Cause again, I was, I was being honest about with Dale to the point where he was like, I don't like the way that Shannon's making me feel. Cause she's telling me she's going to vote me out or she doesn't feel certain, but I wasn't the one who was blowing smoke up his ass the way that Jackson and Matthew were. I was like, no, I seriously don't know if I'll be able to take you to the end. Cause I don't want to lose. And so, yeah, I think that Dale like drunk on my porch was like, Here's both of them. And I was like, what's going on? I think like the that whole video, you don't see much of it. But my reaction was like, what's happening here? Like, it, what? it feels like a punked episode in a weird way. Like, yes. hey, I, I like, let's just vibe on the porch. By the way, I'm going to tell you everything I'm thinking. And you almost like, I feel like if somebody drunkenly told me things, 
I would kind of be like, is this even is this even real? Is this valid? Or is they, are they just making shit up and then they're not going to remember it in the morning? Yeah. And like, I don't know, people in the comments of that episode were like, why didn't Shannon get Dale to give her an idol, do all these other things? And I'm like, because a 28-year-old man is drunk on my porch on a Saturday afternoon and I have homework. Like, what do you want me to say? I just was like, it was such a long conversation. I was like, I'm busy. What do I do with this information? Thanks. I hope it's true. I hope that you're going to stick with me. There's not much I can do. I'm not going to convince him of anything while he's hammered. He can't, he's barely getting out full sentences. <laughs> oh, and I think that that's like the other, the other part of it too is, is like what, what Dale does in that moment, like Dale had talked about it in our episode of like, he is basically going to tell you the truth before Jackson can tell you the truth. But the way he said it was, he either tells you too early and things change, or he tells you drunk, and he decided to tell you drunk. And I, I can't imagine having that much confidence in how you articulate yourself when you're drunk. But good for him. Mm -hmm. it, and he basically reveals to you that, like, yeah, Jackson's gonna say this to you, um, which makes the conversation you have with Jackson all the funnier. Yeah. What was that like? I think for you, because we have this story of you and Jackson this whole time, kind of being like. Uh, uh we'll work together a little bit but like you're <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you like you love to hate him like there's such a funny energy just going on the whole time and then it's like oh this motherfucker's about to lie to my face right now and I know it how was that for you um I don't I don't want to say like I felt like high but I was like wow <laughs> like the power because Jackson has such a big ego not a bad yeah. thing like so much confidence is such a smooth talker like good for him in the courtroom. I like good for him in his corporate lawyer like suit or whatever. But it was so I was just sitting there and I like I tried not to like be giddy, but inside I'm like, haha. <laughs> like, like and he he was really like not laying it on thick. I mean, I guess every conversation you have with Jackson, he's sort of laying it on thick. But like I think I don't really, I think Jackson like planned how conversations were going to go and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that one I could like tell a little bit more like, oh, he's got plans for how he wants this to go. And I just need to be my normal agreeable self. And I think at the end of the day, I didn't feel super guilty about lying in that circumstance because I, he was laying it on so thick. I was like, I'm lying to him to be like, yeah, yeah, it's Matthew or I think it was Matthew that week or whatever. Yeah, he was telling you that he was basically telling you the the plan to vote you out, but substituting Matthew's name. But right? substituting Matthew, and so I was like, he, yep, okay, Jackson, Matthew. Yeah, and I think it's funny, like watching myself. I didn't. I guess I like, I like had a big crush on Jackson. I guess, like, I definitely know. Early on, I was like, are there hot people playing? One, <laughs> um, like. <laughs> and like I, like I to be fair hot and single right because like yeah but, but I, I'm not saying anything else <laughs> my mouth shut. but I definitely was like oh um okay I guess like but I don't have like any flirt game and also Jackson is a grown man and like um but I think it's funny like Jackson definitely like would have had a different game if he like would have pretended to be at least like slightly interested in me as a human he like right. didn't care about me. He was like, you're a pawn in my game. And that's how he treated me throughout it. Which like, mad respect, bro. But, like, I'm a person. I have feelings. Like, <laughs> like, be nice to me. Like, especially because I was like, early on, I was like, it'd be funny 
if Jackson fell, if Jackson and I fell in love. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. That would be bad news bears for Shannon. But I like watching it back. I'm like, why was I so? Oh, it's just like embarrassing. Like I know what my sophomore my sophomore self was thinking. I was like, yeah. I ha this man has to spend time with me. Look at me go. And then I was like, oh no, he sucks. <laughs> like, oh, he's not a good person. <laughs> not that, like, I just, it sucks that like such a pretty face on. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I, just... <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because it's just like, it's the, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just love this. <laughs> and also like, definitely like watching it back, I'm like, what did I ever see in him? What did I ever see in that man? And I'm like, I don't know, Shannon, what did you ever see in him? But I think it was just like, I was trying to make it fun for myself going back. I was just trying to have more fun. And I was like, it would be more fun if we were in love, which is true. It would have been more fun. Um, but then again, like going back, I'm watching it back. I'm like, no, I don't see it. I don't see it anymore, Shannon. And that's how I know that I've changed. It's not just that I have two full eyebrows now. It's that I don't see Jackson as handsome. And he watches all of, I, I, oh no, <laughs> sorry, Jackson. But I, the other thing is like- Hi, Jackson. <laughs> I didn't realize he would watch this. I don't know. I didn't realize he would either. And then it turns out he watched them all. So oh. I don't know, him and Dale and Matthew, hi Kings. Um, I. <laughs> The other funny thing I think is that like, well, Ian told me that he like found the clip of the double chocolate chip comment made me laugh so hard. He found that like two days before the episode aired, I, like <laughs> threw it in there. Like he didn't, he hadn't found that until he watched some footage back and that oh always killed me. Mm -hmm. um, okay. People, people want to know the bread list and I don't, I know that it's been a while. I don't know if you remember anything else. Cause you, you had like when you were like Megan's the banana bread, I lost my fucking mind. Like I was like, it's so mm -hmm. accurate. Oh, and then we also talked about Bosco sticks. That's the other thing on the list. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, I don't remember all of them. I tr I watched that back, like my full confessional. It's like a really long, like twenty minute video that I filmed where I'm like, it's like detailed. Um, and like what everyone is like. Nate's was really mean. Didn't know him super well when I gave it to him because I. I did Camilla had a bread. So that was the point in which I gave people breads. Right. Um, I don't remember what Camilla was. She was like something nice. Jack was a croissant. Uh -huh. um, uh, like flaky, but also bad for you. Like fun. <laughs> like you want a croissant, but you're also like, I shouldn't eat this croissant today. Also, just like a he was just a plain butter croissant, which is like it's like get a chocolate. <laughs> Get a pan au chocolat or like something. Like, don't just have a regular croissant. I mean, it's so it's so awful because like in college, I used to go to our college, like the campus coffee shop, and get a coffee and a croissant, and that was my breakfast. Like every any class that I had to wake up before ten, that was my breakfast. Naomi, it's not good for you. No, it's not. I don't do it anymore. Um, for and then I remember, I don't. I wish I could remember Camilla's. She was something nice. Um, because I thought she was cool. But she was like something cute. Um, um, Aliza was. Oh, sorry, Aliza. I can't remember. Um, Megan banana bread. Um, Nate was a bread bowl. I say that in the episode. It's because he's like 
just a vehicle for other things. Yes, yes. That, did make, that also made me laugh. To like bring people around like, and also I think I was trying to say like he was a little shallow, like a little hollow. Oh, um, oh wow. The depth yeah. of the metaphor. Um, Dale was a French baguette because like you, it's just like those vibes, like, which I don't know how to explain it to people really, but it's like people who are French baguettes are like friendly, good to be around, but you're also like, it's just a French baguette. Like it's, that's, a, it's that's, just, it's just white bread. Like it's yeah. not, it's not special. It's uh -huh. just a good baguette. But nobody is going to complain when the French baguette's around. <laughs> um, um, that I think was a sesame bagel. And my reasoning that cat was a sesame bagel okay. was because I was like, you know what? I've never had a sesame bagel. <laughs> I can't tell you if I like, this was pre me becoming pretty close with cat as well. But I was like, you know what? I can't like give you a judgment on a sesame bagel. I like, I know other people like them good on them. Me. It's not really for me. It's like not what I would pick at a Panera. Um, and that was my reasoning. Um, Jackson, sweet old Jackson was honey whole wheat. My reasoning was that like, I was like, Jackson's more complex than white bread, but honey whole wheat is the kind of bread that you buy because you're like, I'm going to be a little healthy today. <laughs> um, but, it's the, but it's the same. It's, it's like the, it's same. the same cars. It's not it's bad for you. It's you're like, bad. oh, it's honey whole wheat. So it's, it's good because it's whole wheat and there's honey. So it's going to be nice and sweet. But really, you eat it and you're like, this is bread. Just bread. This is just this is just a grain. Like, you're lying to yourself <laughs> when you buy honey whole wheat to be healthier, and that's how Jackson makes you feel. Um, Ivy was. I want to say that Ivy was honestly Ezekiel bread. Oh, which is the bread with all the seeds on it? Am I? Yeah, I don't. Oh. I want to say I'm being. If I if this is not true, someone was Ezekiel bread. I'm pretty sure it was Ivy because Ivy is someone who like your mom buys Ezekiel bread. My mom used to buy Ezekiel bread because it's really healthy bread. Yep. And it's like chock full of good things for you, but you don't really love it. You're not like mm, let me make a sandwich with this delicious Ezekiel bread. Right. Like, right. I guess it's good for me. I guess I'm gonna get it at the store. It's like you sort of feel indifferent towards Ezekiel bread because even if you know it's good for you. You don't really desire it. You're not craving Ezekiel bread. And I think that's to say that like Ivy, I think at that point in the game, I was like, she would be a great ally, but I just can't get through to her. Like I just am not picking her out um, in the bread aisle. <laughs> and then Sweet Matthew, Sweet Matthew was a cinnamon raisin bagel. Uh-huh. He's a cinnamon raisin bagel is because one, when you pick a cinnamon raisin bagel, it's because you don't like yourself. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. It's like, yeah. pick, pick a real cinnamon bagel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a cat. She keeps trying to crawl up. Um, you pick a cinnamon raisin bagel because you're like, well, I'm not going to treat myself with chocolate chip. I'll get something healthier. And and you regret your choice. Because right. nobody likes a cinnamon raisin bagel. I certainly don't. And it's like, what are you, the only thing that goes with cinnamon raisin bagels, but you're not putting an egg and cheese on a cinnamon raisin bagel. No. You're not putting, you're not putting like cream cheese with locks. You're not putting, you're just, you're just going to put sweet cream cheese on it. That's it. Yeah. And not a lot goes with it. And you're not going to be satisfied by so a cinnamon butter? Bagel. Are you going to put butter on it? Like love yourself more. Yeah, exactly. And 
again, going back to it, it's like, I'm a Bosco stick. Cause like whatever complaints people might have about Bosco sticks don't matter because the general consensus is that a Bosco stick is good. It's Bosco a special treat. Good. You're not getting, you could get a sesame bagel, a cinnamon raisin bagel, French baguette, whatever else every day. When you get a Bosco stick, it's a treat. Just yeah. like, me. and I like what I, someone else described me as a Bosco stick for the first time. And they, they were like, oh, it's because you're plain on the outside, but special on the inside. And I was like, don't call me that ugly. Um, but also, I think that that was my game on Survivor. I was like, I'll be plain to these people. They don't know all that I've got in, in me. Um, <laughs> they think you're just a vehicle for They think I'm just a vehicle sauce. for marinara sauce. But really, but really, I've got cheesy inside. <laughs> Whatever you're going to take that as. it's uh, And it's so funny because some people are like, what's a Bosco stick? And I was like, what is a Bosco stick? It's like when you're people are like, it. when they don't know what like Otis Spunkmeyer cookies are. And you're like, I'm sorry, were you a child? Yeah. Or did you just yeah, get like, that part? Are you okay? <laughs> really, if you don't know what a Bosco stick is, I feel sorry for you. If, if you didn't have Got Milk posters in your school cafeteria, you did not live through the 2000s. And therefore, mm -hmm. you're not valid. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> literally and I, I think looking back I'm like oh I just gave a list of like everyone was really basic breads and then I was a Bosco stick which is like oh okay I think Aliza I'm so sorry I just remembered this yeah 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 wow, okay, Aliza was the Ezekiel bread healthy for you yes. good choice good option but also like not something you always want because Aliza wasn't someone who I knew I could bring to the end Ivy was a pretzel bun. At first, at first I was like, oh, because a pretzel bun, you can put anything on a pretzel bun and it's gonna taste good. But that's not necessarily true. And also yeah. pretzel buns are like special in a way that like, it's like, I guess I'll have this burger on a pretzel bun. You're not like, mm, a pretzel bun on this burger sounds delicious. The reason that this is Ivy is because Ivy's a little bit like, you're like, oh, good option for me I love this choice I guess but it's not like something you're drawn to the option for you're like Ivy I want around and and there's like you. you know when like it, there's that moment where like a pretzel bun if it gets like I don't know if it's like a little wet or like the salt something happens and then it just gets like wet and awful and you're like mm -hmm. oh no what the, this is yeah. going wrong mm -hmm. but I yeah. but the pretzel bun that's that I just what I'm thinking about is like it can change in an instant Exactly. Exactly. She can hit the fan really quick. Um, <laughs> so I, another question I have is if you were the one who was voted out at final four, who do you think you would have voted for at tribal council? Who do you think you would have given your vote to? Yeah. Um, like, I don't really know. I think that Dale's final tribal performance would have been very different and therefore maybe this would change, but I would have a really hard time moving my vote from, it would be cat. Like yeah. I would vote for cat. It would be, Matthew would not get my vote. And I think it would be funny for Dale to get everyone's vote, but mine, because it would have, like, I would have genuinely been really hurt by him voting me out, especially because I was willing to lose to him. Like I yeah. knew going into final tribal with him that there was a really good chance I would lose. And so him thinking like nail in the coffin, I'll just send Shannon home as well even though I'm going to beat her, would have really hurt. And yes. Yeah. And I think I, it would have been like a betrayal to our friendship. 
in a like real way because I was so honest with him. I think it, it's like a twofold thing. Like there, there could be a world where, where Dale tries to do that to get the perfect game, right? But everybody mm-hmm. out get no votes against you, get all the jury votes, and it would have been funny to be like, you're not getting mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on the other hand, you're absolutely right of like, yeah, I was always going to go to the end with you. I think everyone kind of knew like, look, we have a, you have a decent chance of beating me, but like we should still go together. It's like, it's like rude for no reason. And, yeah. and I understand that. Yeah. And, and- it, nobody wants to be told that they know where their vote's going. Like mm-hmm. it always annoys me. You don't yeah. know me. You don't know me. <laughs> and yeah, I like would have voted for Kat because I, she would have beat Matthew. Yeah. That would have been funny for me at the time. I love a good, uh, I'm just going to put my vote here so somebody definitely gets third place vote. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. I do that a lot. Of just like, you yeah. know what? You got, for, you, you're got, you got first place. You don't need my vote. You're going to third. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little rude, but got to do what you got to do. You got to do. I, my, uh, another question I think in general, did anybody's edit and like them on video surprise you? Like, any clips you saw where you're like, oh, I like, I think that it's funny. Some people are like, I didn't know. Some people talk about you and say, like, I didn't know Shannon was that animated in interviews, but also like Nate. I think Dale had no idea Nate didn't like him that much. Like, was there anybody that kind of surprised you? Um, no, I don't think so. I think mm. that, yeah, I get why people were surprised by me because I was really animated. And again, yeah. it was partially because I was just trying to have more fun. Um, and also I, the times that I was having a bad time, I was willing to put myself on video and I don't think yeah. ever was, um, or maybe I just had the worst time. Um, but I think that what was, yeah, like nobody really surprised me. I, Nate, I get, I understood that he didn't like Dale. I like some of those, he's funnier definitely on video than I, let him have and also I didn't interact with Katie very much Mm. I think watching some of her videos I was like oh interesting but then I wasn't I wasn't like oh this is shocking I was just like I had to have maybe two conversations with Katie so shocked as much as anyone would be because she wasn't someone I knew super well and so I was like oh it's fun to see her in this light yeah um and would you play anything else again even if it's not a hundred fucking days of college survivor like does the idea of even attempting like fake survivor again like i know that, that you guys have or michigan has like the minis in between and things like that mm-hmm. does any sort of form of survivor appeal to you again or have you uh quenched the thirst um yeah well i don't want to say there was ever any thirst to begin with i think that <laughs> what was really hard about survivor michigan for me was that it just like wasn't a great time in my life like i was just really busy, really insecure and played a game that preyed on those and preyed on my emotions. I think I'm maybe at a better point now to be able to like withstand something like that. So I wouldn't be against it, but I think I like have a long way to go in terms of like being a survivor fan and being a good strategy player. Cause I think I would have been on any different season of survivor. I would have played a very different game. Part Mm -hmm. of the reason that I like, play that I was able to play and play with any confidence was because of the other people I was playing with like Kat and I'm aware that like it was a random situation I guess almost that like led me to be in the circumstances to play the game of Survivor that I did I think other people were like 
good strategists no matter what. And I think I was like put in a semi-ideal yeah. circumstance for, for my type of game. And I think it would be really hard for me to play again with other people who saw my game because I would, because I didn't like being gaslit and, or feeling like I was being gaslit. And I yeah. didn't like the feelings that a lot of conversations left me with. And I didn't like that people attempted to emotionally manipulate me. I feel like other people playing Survivor Michigan would use that against me. Yeah. yeah. Really hurt. And they would use it against me ruthlessly. And I know them. I know them. Yeah. I makes sense to me. But like not I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like and is like the idea of playing with almost like strangers who don't know you at all more appealing or is it just like look I I I don't like the way that people end up sort of manifesting cuz there's also like there are the shorter games or the day you know mm -hmm. it's like oh it's two days of emotional trauma and then that's it for yeah. 100. Yeah. I mean that would definitely be very different and probably more fun for me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and I like I like the idea of getting to know new people, but like getting to know new people and then not really liking them and then spending hundreds of days with them. No. Like even real survivor, I'm like that's hard. It's like, oh, just a month left. Like just a month would be so much better than 4. Yes. So Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I although I had to say orgs uh will Orgs are not fun. Orgs emotionally destroy you and leave you a shell of yourself yelling at your friends. So I don't endorse. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I, I trust your opinion. Obviously. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> is there, is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like uh, this has been so much fun, but like, is there anything else that you, you think about of the season? Did, is there like a, a favorite memory or something maybe that didn't get shown that you thought was, was something worthy of being mentioned? Um, no, not really. I mean, like, I think for like, yeah, I don't really know. I, I think that one of the big things is that I was really worried about, you know, being this really emotional player and like, also putting my emotions then on the internet, letting people like see me cry. And I think like, just for like, people in general, like, I have to remind myself of this constantly and watching back was really hard for me. But like, your emotions aren't a weakness. Mm -hmm. It can be used as a weakness, but a lot of the times I came out of really emotional moments and I felt stronger because I was like, well, I'm allowing myself to feel. It's good to be, it's good to feel bad when people you care about like get something they enjoy taken away from them. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that, that like that's the biggest thing is that like maybe my, my emotions were a big weakness in this specific game of Survivor, but they're not generally a weakness and also like it would be nice to see more emotions from people playing because i think that was really hard like re-watching season one or watching season one while i was playing i was like nobody is getting emotional and then obviously stuff happened at the end and i was like oh i guess there's more to this but yeah i don't know i think like you're allowed to be having a hard time and also, it's not always what you see. Like, I think I've done a bad job of seeing that other people were going through things, too. Like, I'm sure Matthew and Jackson and all the people who I felt really poorly treated by were going through their own shit. But I was, like, too deep in my own shit to differentiate whose shit was whose. And to be like, oh, other people have feelings. They might feel poorly about this. Um, but, yeah, just, like, 
in terms of like total self-awareness, I've come away from the game and I feel stronger, but also like what a crazy unique experience. Even if it was a horrible time, I look at me now, like (laughs) it's on the internet forever. I get to tell my friends to watch this video of me eating a worm. Like there's so much that's like that good that can come out of like what feels like a really poor situation. And I also think that Survivor is a situation, especially in College Survivor, that lends itself to the early days. People get emotional, but you brush it off. You understand, oh, you're they're mad they got voted up pre-merge. And then, like, in the later stages of the game, it does get really personal and really emotional. And I do feel like um, we it, a lot of early Survivor Maryland has this, where, like, people are really upset at each other, and people let their emotions out and express them. And it isn't a bad thing. People, I, you know, they don't always love these characters, but it's like you have to express your emotion because that's how you're feeling. Survivor's about the the raw power of using your emotions and working with people and getting something done. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a really good takeaway. Is like we should, and also I think the YouTube commenters are bullies, but we should be nicer to people online about yeah. how they feel in the game. Yeah. You like, you never know what's fully going on. Also like, yeah, I think Ian said it, but like Dale and people think like my decision to keep Dale around, like Dale and I were close from really early on in the game. Yes. And it doesn't make it seem like that, but I felt like Dale was my second to Eliza from, you know, probably week three. Like we were like relationships are always more complex, different people's feelings in said relationships. And it's always going to come out as less than when you watch it, when you watch real survivor, when you watch survivor on YouTube and like being reductive about people, their personalities, just based on what you see, like everyone's, we were all aware that we were being perceived at the very least by our producers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody is the full version of themselves. It's always a caricature almost. And like, I don't feel like watching, like, oh, that's all of Shannon, even though it's, like, a good amount of me. It, I, and I think Dale said it uh, really well in the last episode of, like, there's this thing where in College Survivor, the they don't have time to show every single ounce of somebody hanging out with somebody else, but the relationships build, and there's a reason that people stick together, and mm-hmm. it's hard to see in the edit. And again, like, we don't see everything in a 39-day game, let alone a 100-day game. Mm-hmm. And and they can make these episodes two hours long and we still wouldn't fully understand. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I I had something and I lost it, but it's fine. Oh, oh, how do you feel uh, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube thinks that Cooper rigged this season for Dale to win? Do you have any response to those allegations? I mean, like, I've had conversations, like, I think Survivor is has systemic problems. I think Survivor Michigan has systemic problems. Everything does. Mm-hmm. And since it's person-run, student-run organization, like, it's going to have its flaws. And I, one of the big flaws of the season was that it, it, like, and a big flaw with Survivor Michigan is that it's really male-dominated. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, make accusations of, like, drama because 
at the end of the day, like the way that individuals treated me, it didn't always make me feel that way. But like, there are issues with internalized misogyny, real misogyny, like regular straight up misogyny and things like that. And I think that that is showcased in our season a little bit. And I, I say in that final episode where I'm like, I'm going to be looked at like I'm a weak little girl or something like that. Yeah. And that was my big fear all season. And I do, do feel like a little bit that the producers saw me that way too. Cause they also saw me crying in my room and they saw this version of myself that like hated the game and that didn't want to be playing the game. And that was also playing the game with a girl who also didn't want, like me and Kat just, yeah. Like we didn't quit because we were with it with the, we were in it with each other. And so I, I, though I think those allegations are like a little dramatic, I think that they outline what is a bigger problem. And it's that survivor, like Dale was set up really early on a tribe that was going to be great for him because he was with other adult men who would like him naturally. Yep. Also like at the end of, I studied history and film. Dale's a business like MBA. He's great with people. Survivor Michigan Survivor is built for someone like him. It's mm -hmm. not built for someone like me. I'm aware of that. I was aware coming in. I, like I said, I don't like people. I knew it was going to be a big stretch for me to put myself out there socially. Like it, it's a game that plays to Dale's natural strengths, that plays to his learned strengths as well. And like I don't have that same sort of social social skill that I've been born with, that I've been raised with. I don't have the confidence of a 28 year old man like Dale. I think that that like, though those allegations feel aggressive and a little dramatic, there's some truth behind them. When you think, when you think about just the way that survivors set up, it's like, yeah. yeah. You, I think this is, this is uh, something that the survivor fans have been talking about for a long time, just in the game. It also has to do, I think there's, a lot of, um, there's like the great Twitter, the Survivor Diversity Initiative, and this idea of mm -hmm. like, there's a reason that we see time and time again, either women getting voted out first, or um, people of color getting voted out first, and especially women of color, because what ends up happening in a season is, if people can't see themselves reflected in the people they play with, they have to change who they are to yeah. get along with what the majority is, and typically the majority is white men in like, who are in whatever sort of perceived as strong or, you know, especially in regular Survivor, I mean, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that Survivor is always kind of a masculine game where emotions are seen as weak and yeah. lying is seen as strong. Mm -hmm. And we can all take a second as Survivor fans to think about what we prioritize and think about why we can prioritize or value different things in the game. I think that's a, a really valid point of like, no, Cooper did not rig the season. That's and it, first of all, the amount of effort that it would take. Yeah, and <laughs> the also the amount of effort. Obviously, Cooper's the host. He cares a lot about Survivor. He cares about Survivor Michigan, but he did not have like full production control. Right. Our there were so many people on production. It was a mess. <laughs> um, that like, good luck to Cooper trying to rig it. Though I think like he certainly played a role. Like there's that episode where Nate says something about the fact that at the Jackson got voted out at tribal. He like makes a comment about, I think like looking back, watching that tribal council, it really irritated me is that Nate's like, yeah, well, Shannon, Dale, Matthew Jackson, those are all like big threats. And then Cooper turns and then says like, Dale, Matthew and Jackson are threats. 
like he sort of eliminates me from the argument. Mm -hmm. I think it's because production's view was like, these three guys have been close with each other all game. Something's mm -hmm. got to happen with them. But definitely like to the jury, potentially that looks a little bit like, oh, it's because those guys are the big guys. And as I guess like also like Dale and Matthew were never quite as equivalent as me and Kat. Um, and we like, I think it was because we weren't necessarily because Matthew was like making up that he was playing his own game. But at the end of the day, I think that we were a much more equivalent pairings, but there was the complication of me and Dale also being a pair. Like That's I was, was not afraid to let my alliance with, like everyone knew that I was Kat's closest ally and that she was my closest ally. Like everyone knew that it didn't need to be a secret. Therefore, I was sort of seen as like a partner with Kat playing the game together and nobody respected Kat, which like, again, that's on them. Well, we also, we also saw from time to time again, nobody would talk to Kat directly in a way. Mm -hmm. They would always go through you to sort of delineate what was going on. Yeah. And you can sort of say, oh, the two girls are a pair. But in reality, nobody was taking the time to reach out to Kat and whether or not that would have helped their game is something else to, like to pontificate about for hours, but mm -hmm. they didn't take any time to talk to Kat. And I think the same with Nate in a way, like nobody took the time to talk to Nate. And I think you can even look at it from like Adam's perspective where Adam was talked about how he was the only gay man on his tribe and the other tribe had all the other gay men on it. And it's, yeah. it's a moment where you think about like, who do we connect with? Who do we really have authentic relationships with and why? And mm -hmm. what can we do to sort of even the playing field for everybody before they even step on the beach or step into the, you know, yeah. business school before the game starts? Mm -hmm. It is an interesting concept. Also, hello, Austin. Um, Austin, Hi, Austin. Oh, is so cute. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think that also producers like this, this goes back to another thing of like Survivor is a story told by the people who watch it back who didn't play mm -hmm. the game. So when you're the person watching it back and you have to tell 20, 18, 16 people's stories, um, are you always the most qualified person to tell that story? And what can you do to change how you perceive somebody? Because mm -hmm. you get to watch the whole story play out and then shape it. So yeah. what can we do to change how we approach telling a story? Mm. Oh, definitely. And like, that's something that like, as a history and film student, I was very always like taught and aware of. And Survivor Michigan is edited by like Ian, obviously lead editor, but he's not the only person who has the power. He does a lot of the like end game stuff, but there's much more complexity, but it is a lot of men who join the editing team who are big parts of it. And that, that affects the outcome, no matter what, no matter how you look at it, even if it isn't, doesn't play out in game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which this is just an interesting conversation generally and something that since I don't watch Survivor, I don't think about when I watch real Survivor, but obviously like I'm aware that there's like less, like the seasons that women win doesn't happen as often that older women are voted out earlier because they're perceived as weaker, all these other things. And like, there's something wrong with the way that we perceive other, like there's something wrong on site when we're like ageism towards women on Survivor racism and things like I don't know it's just like all really complex and it's a critique to survivor but it's also a critique to society yes yeah it's just like nobody needs to walk away feeling like 
bad as a whole about what the end product is because at the end of the day, it's still a television show. Mm -hmm. But I think that we can always look at how we can do better. This is just like in podcasting, in representation, in any sort of format and medium, we can always talk about like, what can we change that might improve the game? And I also think that this has to do with Survivor Podcasting too, because so many people want to just talk about like the moves and the strategy and the analysis of like, oh, if you put your vote here, you force mm -hmm. a tie, all this stuff. And it's like, sometimes it's just about emotions. Survivor is just about emotions and how you feel. And like, you know, we, we can call people dumb till the cows come home, but like, Y'all were like 19, 20, 21. Like, mm -hmm. I was not smart when I was 21. Like, what are you, like, leave everybody alone. Yeah. Like, let's just take it a second to think and grow and move on. Like, and mm -hmm. stop being so mean to people about having emotions. Yeah. Please do. Take away. Stop being, stop bullying. <laughs> um, Shannon, I hope that you're doing amazing. I am so glad that we got to talk. I was really hoping you were like on vacation. I was like, am I never going to get to talk to you? <laughs> oh no. Um, I thank you so much for being here. And I, I think you saw online, but like people really did like you and found you to be so much fun and entertaining. And I hope that uh, you take pride in how much fun you had in conventionals when you weren't crying. Like, and even when you were crying, I think it was fucking hilarious. So thank you so much for all the fun. Um, mm -hmm. Don't forget, guys, that uh, I have I talked to you know a lot of these goofballs we mentioned in this in this podcast, but also um, I don't know. Claire's on Big Brother, man. Survivor Michigan's all over the place. Exciting yeah, shit. <laughs> Survivor Michigan all over the world. Thank you guys for watching. Join mm -hmm. the Discord, Survivor subreddit, Discord, and then there's a Survivor Michigan category. We're all there talking about it. Um, you know that's how it is. And uh, you also did an interview with. These survivor analysts uh, that people should check out as well. They they've been talking to everybody too, and it's good good mm -hmm. content, good stuff. Um, and Jenna, thank you for being here. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go take a nap now. It's great. I'm <laughs> Might as well, honestly. I respect it. All right, thank.